is to not go on so much about how we got here. It's about how to get us out of it. What do we need to do to get folks back to work and show, uh, show a sizable chunk of the population that um, they still matter? Thank you once again for having it locked to the Launchpad podcast. My name is J-Man, and this is a podcast that promotes freedom of speech and giving people a platform to speak freely. Uh, The gentleman that is on the move right now, his name is James Top. If you have not heard of him, well, there's been a pretty strong effort in making sure that you don't. Uh, But for many people all across Canada, this gentleman served almost 30 years. He's a veteran. Thank you very much for your service, James. And he is walking across the country from Vancouver to Ottawa uh, because he has a message that he wants to share with those MPs. And James, what would that message be right off the top? Well, number one, I've made it fairly clear to them in a letter I wrote back in early April. Uh, and this is a, this is a form of uh, protest. Uh, I'm a federal government employee. I, I'm on leave without pay. I object to... Uh, mandates that will require a, uh, some sort of medical procedure um, as a condition of employment, um, speaking out, uh, speaking for uh, everybody in the same position I am, and I'm also speaking out and for those, uh, those workers that um, had to comply because they were told they would not get paid otherwise. So. Um, that's basically where I'm going there. They know that already. What I really want to talk to them about is uh, what we have called the three R's. It's available on the CanadaMarches.ca website. And the three R's are repealing, reinstatement, restitution. And then those three R's are going to lead to repair because we need to repair the relationships. Um, there's a divide in our society. There's a divide amongst the Canadian population. There's a divide amongst folks who, you know, they feel cut off, cast aside, um, um, and not listened to by their federal government. And, uh, you know, if we are able to have a constructive dialogue, a civil discourse with our members of the federal government in the House of Commons, uh, I believe we're going to demonstrate to the Canadian pub population that you know it's it's still possible to reach your government and uh, and have these conversations. As you know, there was a protest earlier this year. Uh, that conversation was not had, and um, you know there was no attempt at even listening to uh, to the grievances. So what I want to go forward with my meeting with members of Parliament uh, in about four or five days here, it's the 22nd of uh, June when we have it scheduled, is to not go on so much about how we got here. It's about how to get us out of it. What do we need to do to get folks back to work and show show a sizable chunk of the population that um, they still matter to the federal government? Right. Is that your question? Yeah, I think that's a great answer. And I love what you have to say in regards to let's build this bridge from where we are now moving forward. And let's let go of the past that did not serve us all that well, other than to learn from the mistakes that we have made. 
Yeah, good point. Okay, so I know that you were inspired by the truckers. I was watching you in Sudbury just the other day. You had a very warm reception there, one that you most definitely deserve. So I'm glad uh, that you had that, a lot of support. Uh, a lot of people love you, a lot of people following you. When I heard that, like, this guy's not getting any news, like, I wanted to make sure that I gave you a platform because uh, this is so inspiring. So when I was listening to you speak previously, you had talked about having gone through a, a dark place yourself. If you wouldn't mind just visiting there a little bit, I don't want to spend too much time there. Uh, but what was it exactly that had you say, you know what, uh, it's the dead of winter, I think I should do something like the truckers, but without a vehicle, I want to walk across the country. I want to do the same thing the truckers were doing, but I want to do it on foot. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, come November, um, I was placed on leave without pay from my public service job. I was a civilian. I was working for the RCMP. I had, I was a facility manager. I had a it was a great job for somebody like me as a transition from out of the uh, the uh, regular army. Uh, I had uh, left the regular army, full-time army to join the reserves in 2019. Uh, so that happened, not being paid. And then also I was informed by the armed forces I'm gonna be administrative released, administratively released under item code 5F. Uh, for my failure to comply with the Chief of Defense Staff Directive on vaccination and its policy. Uh, so both of those things having happened at the same time, more or less, were, you know, I, were devastating, especially, um, you know, having been told by, you know, I spent my life in the armed forces, my adult life, I should say. And uh, to be told that I would be released in this fashion, um, you know, it would, it laid me low. So. Um, I ended up getting a job in uh, Hope, BC, where I live as a tow truck operator. Uh, it really opened my eyes up in a number of ways because I started to see, uh, you know, how the Canadian public lives and works from a different point of view. And uh, it really, you know, I came to the realization, and I had always known this, okay, but I just came to the realization that it was, you know, working people, the Canadian public, they, they are the ones who paid for my career in the armed forces. And I had a pretty good one. And, uh, you know, just, and then when I saw truck drivers kind of uh, banding together and, and all the support they received, I found it, you know, I, I started to think about it. And I realized, you know, it was truck drivers and the Canadian people that really make this country run the way it does. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I was inspired by that group of people. So I just want to make it clear. I wasn't in Ottawa myself. I saw this happen from, from BC where I was living at the time. But I was, you know, like so many other people, it gave, it gave them this kind of feeling of hope. And um, like you said, I, I felt the need to protest uh, because I was so severely affected in my own way, and I just came to the realization through the suffering, you know, I wasn't the only one in that boat. You know, I realized that there was a, a whole pile of people out there also on leave without pay, also lost their jobs. Or, you know, I've spoken to people who are so angry um, about, 
the way that they were coerced into having to accept this procedure um, that it's, it's still with them. And it's, it's not a good place to be having to, you know, to feel that you, this was something that you had to partake in, even though you don't agree with it, but you needed to do it to keep a paycheck. Right. Now, James. Um, so that's basically the lead up, right? Right. So why the yeah, winter? Like, why not just say, hey, listen, like, I'm really mad. I'm going to start marching, like, maybe in the spring. But you decide, but I want to do this right now. I want to march through the winter. I want to go through a Canadian cold on route to mm -hmm. Ottawa to make a statement. Well, I, I don't know how to put it. Um, there was a way I felt about this. A lot of it, you know, it was the decision wasn't made on the spur of the moment. Um, I did do a bit of uh, thinking about it. Um, to address the winter, uh, where I started in British Columbia, we're talking about Vancouver here, okay? Right. And when you are moving at six kilometers an hour, you're not actually, uh, you know, um, it's not like you're driving into winter storm fronts. Uh, we had uh, quite a bit of time to uh, sort ourselves out, condition ourselves, get ready for the mountains. And by the time we actually got to the, the lower mainland in the Fraser Valley, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the area. Um, you know, the winters there are not the same as the rest of the country. Let me put it that way. Okay. Even though it was a pretty good winter there, by the time we were deciding to march on February the 20th, um, you know, we're at the tail end of winter, coming up on spring. Yes, it's wet and cold in BC, but you know, when you do the time appreciation, and uh, that's where I did my entire uh, adult life in the military, you plan for these things. Um, you know, you're gonna be hitting spring, uh, more or less early spring anyway, at certain points along your journey. So we were most fortunate and uh, uh, we got through the mountains uh, with the weather uh, impacting us uh, very minimally. And uh, where we encountered the most difficulties was in, uh, you know, mid-May, early May in the prairies. Oh, wow. Because uh, it was just that kind of year. And, uh, you know, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't like uh, there was uh, not a lot of, you know, there was a thought process that went into this. There was a planning uh, session, even though it was short notice. And uh, to be perfectly honest, I was well prepared to take on uh, operations in the cold because uh, that's my background. I'm Army, I'm infantry. Right. I've done uh, operations in uh, just about every environment there is. Okay, now I'm really curious as to how one must feel uh, when you're on this epic journey that it's obvious so many people have an invested interest in and there's almost a complete media blackout and I had a lady even say something on my social media in regards to well what is he marching for right now they just kind of drop mandates and I'm like you know what you would maybe know a little bit more if you know the news the people that were supposed to inform you did their jobs like, what's the wake-up call that you want to give to people out there to where you're you're doing something like this and, and it's basically, it's barely making a squeak uh, when it comes to, uh, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm going to let you do your own thing right there. 
yeah, go uh, ahead. Sorry, people no, by the I'm, side I'm, of the road. No, I, I totally love it. And it's, it's great optics, James. Keeps, keep it up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but what is it like, the, the wake-up call that you want to give to people that here you are walking across the country for this, for this cause that impacts so many Canadians, and yet, you know, we're not seeing any of it on mainstream media? Have me a bottle of water, please. Yeah, okay. This, this was undertaken, and that's, I think, where there's the disconnect in the Canadian population with... Um, time and space, okay? So this all started in February and there was no talk of uh, repealing mandates at that point. Um, at the end of the day here is, uh, it was started months ago and uh, now we're starting to get some attention and this is typically what I'm hearing. Why am I doing this now? Um, the mandates are gone. <laughs> If you think the mandates are gone, I encourage you to do some more research because that is no, uh, that is not the case whatsoever. Right. I actually have um, a friend there. I don't there. know what exactly. Uh, yeah, I, go ahead. I have a friend, James, who was just told that he has to have his third shot right now if he wants to go see his father in long-term care. Uh, that would be a mandate. Uh, I know that yeah, with I, posties I for freedom, uh, postal workers right now, they're kind of on a holding pattern. Uh, they're saying that they're kind of overseeing the situation and the government guidelines, and they will make their own decisions. And I believe that's how it's working right now moving forward, is that if institutions want to keep these mandates in place, uh, they also can. So there's still plenty to march for, but most people don't know that because they only want to give you the cherry, the stuff that sounds good opposed to the reality behind it. Exactly. Um, so this is something I'm going to see through to its completion. Like, <laughs> I don't know if folks think like I heard a, a snippet from one headline and I'm just going to throw my hand up and go, oh, well, it's all over. I'm going back to BC, then uh, you're mistaken. <laughs> That's not exactly what's going to happen. Right. Um, I'm going to the War Memorial. I'm going to uh, complete my march. Uh, despite the announcements in the news, good or bad. Mm -hmm. And um, we've already uh, made arrangements for that to happen, working with other uh, uh, groups that were affiliated with, uh, that are on the ground in Ottawa. Now, James, what have you learned most about yourself uh, on this journey? Sorry? What have you learned most about yourself on this journey? Uh, it's kind of, kind of uh, interesting in the way that, um, you know, I'm not, I never really considered myself somebody uh, who's all that, uh, you know, extroverted or sociable, but uh, here I am uh, meeting people every day and shaking their hands and it's, uh, you know, attending events like the one in Sudbury, um, you know, speaking, public speaking, all this stuff, like it's, it's just kind of turned into something I didn't quite imagine. And, um, you know, responding to it, it's, uh, it's I, I have to admit, it's an adjustment because I was, you know, the guy who was planning on going out and living in the woods. And yeah, here I am. So, <laughs> right. Marching into uh, Ottawa with 
millions of people living there. So, you know what I mean? Um, I, I guess if I was to say, I, I, I found out that I'm flexible and adaptable enough to be able to, uh, you know, meet the needs of the current situation. Mm -hmm. And what have you learned most about others? Or what has maybe surprised you most about other people? Well, it's the, the generosity, the enthusiasm, um, you know, the selflessness that, uh, that others have shown to me. And like, like I said, I have brothers, there's 12 of us all on the ground right now. Uh, none of us, you know, we're not making any money doing this. We get contribution in, uh, in various ways, uh, including cash donations, but that's all going towards keeping us sane. So, you know, this isn't easy. The stress and strain of it on a daily basis is uh, something you have to contend with, but we've kept it together. Like this is a team of volunteers now that we've kept it together for once because uh, we all believe this is something worthy and a cause worth, uh, worth fighting for. And so that is, you know, opened my eyes in a number of different ways. Um, there's been challenges for sure, but that, that is something I've observed with folks. They're excited about this. They want to be a part of it. They want to contribute. And uh, it, was, it was a learning phase for me in the beginning too, because, you know, I had initially envisioned as being a one-man show. But uh, if I hadn't accepted help with this, um, you know, I never would have got this far this fast. Right. Right. Well, I don't want to keep you much longer because I see that you have a troop of people behind you. <laughs> they could probably use a little bit of conversation opposed to them listening to ours. Uh, thank you so much well, for your time. Doing what you're doing, because as the corporate media, they lift the curtain a little bit. They're only showing part of the picture, not the complete picture. And I think what you're doing is filling in the rest of the picture, right? You're helping, uh, you know, help me get the word out and what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. And um, it's, it's important as well. Right. Okay. So we'll, we'll finish on this since it's getting choppy. And I really do appreciate uh, your time. Uh, and from everything that I've seen, you're an absolute national treasure. <laughs> you're, you're a hero. And the amount of love that you are pulling out of people is just extraordinary. I see it in the hugs that you give people and the energy that they give you back. And it's just such a wonderful follow-up to what we had earlier here in the nation's capital with the convoy. Thank you uh, for everything that you're doing. And if Justin Trudeau was in front of your face right now, like I'm talking to you, what would be your message for him? Oh, I'd, I'd say hello. Good morning, sir. Uh, let's uh, let's try to fix something. <laughs> I love it. Start start simple. <laughs> now, James, uh, if people are looking to donate or help or follow your march into the nation's capital, uh, where can people meet you? This is going to broadcast on Monday. Uh, so where can people meet you? Where can they find you? And where should they be sending uh, their help? Yeah, well, at that point, we'll just be on, uh, just be, we'll have passed through North Bay and we'll be on our way to uh, to Ottawa on Highway 17. So we have a 
CanadaMarches.ca, there's a GPS uh, live tracker link. You can, uh, when it, I have it on my backpack. We turn it on when I start marching. You can find up to the minute uh, details on my by clicking the Sorry, that just it just cut out really bad again. The the details, it's on your it's on your backpack. Yeah, so you go to CanadaMarches.ca and click on the GPS live link. All right, wonderful. And if they want to send money to support your cause, where should that go? Yeah, they can do it in any number of ways, but we have a merch shop open with donate buttons, uh, and uh, or they can buy a T-shirt. And um, we also do these fundraising events where, uh, you know, if, if like we're going to have one in North Bay, for example. So if you're in the area and you want to go to that, there's a poster up on all the social media sites. All right. James Top, ladies and gentlemen, uh, veteran, hero. He's marching across Canada. Thank you so much for your time.